Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ask Our Business podcast. My name is Arena, and this is Mitch, who was still checking his emails. It's not like just you, me. I like how you presented me as this is Mitch. <laughs> like, I'm a best, like, this is Mitch. <laughs> this is the Mitch. This is Mitch. How are we? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I've actually been um, in the trenches with the team today doing a lot of cold calling. Uh, cold calling? Yep. Yep. Uh, I would say I did 30 this morning. Uh, you did 30 cold calls this morning? So, look, what we're trying to do at the moment is we are um, trying to tweak our script. I was in meetings. I know, and it was funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're trying to tweak the script at the moment to get a better outcome. Um, currently, when we call 100, we, we effectively get uh, an appointment booked with, say, 10%. And so what we're trying to do is actually increase that. And it was really fun, actually, to get back in the trenches we all had to make X amount of calls. We all had to write down the data we got from each call. Um, and then effectively we all sat down, rejigged the script, identified where we were getting caught up mm. or where we were losing the person that was on the other end of the, uh, the, the phone mm. and um, then try and make it better. And we got it down to a point where out of 100 calls now, yep. uh, we got 25. So uh, You got 25 what? 25 appointments booked out, as opposed to 10 out of 100. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So I thought after doing that this morning, it would be a great segue to talk about the lead engine number two, yep. cold outreach. Uh, I was waiting for this. Mm. I think it's good. We um, announced that last week. Mm. So um, I love that it's so fresh on your mind too. And it you is, actually it went ahead and did it. And by it being so fresh, actually, I do think that there are a couple of other things that I can... <coughs> talk to you about like that that are, I think would be really really interesting to hear I think like I said that just the, the tweaking in itself is so important we get so stuck in ways a lot of the time that we forget small changes can have big results yep and so even for us you know we did this exercise oh. consistently I'd say you know once a quarter um, where we just try and extract a little bit more juice out of the lemon it's the one percent rule the one percent rule exactly mm. it's even it's even something that like made such a difference was even just having a pause. A pause after asking a question as opposed to rolling straight into something yep. means that we had a way bigger percentage of people stay on the phone after that. So it's okay. just like I said, I love, I love business because business is all about the 1%. Yep. Yeah. Doing things that consistent over and over way um, repetitively. Okay. Cold calling. Okay, let's get to it. Lead engine two. Lead engine two. Yep. I have so many things that are on my mind right now. Okay, well, you ask them. Okay, so how do you... How do you actually basically get over the fear of doing it? So I think that's one thing. I want to talk about that, but I also want to talk about um, why does it work? Mm-hmm. Um, how to start, mm-hmm. how to get over the fear. And um, can, I mean the benefits. Can I answer a question I mean, I have, like, time? So, I have okay. so many questions, okay. obviously. Which question do you want to answer but I just, um, I'll go through the strategy after, but I think it's really important. You ask the question okay. and then we'll so go into the strategy. So why is this the second lead engine? Because to me, um, lead engine one is all about the current customers that you have. So therefore extracting maximum value from the people that you are already working with, super important. Yep. The reason this falls at number two is because this is the one that it doesn't matter where you're at in business. It doesn't matter about your circumstances. It doesn't matter about anything. You know, like digital marketing costs money. 
Yep. Cold calling, as long as you've got a phone and you can dial a number, you, 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 you're halfway there. Okay. Um, who do I call? Where do I get the numbers? Yep. Okay. So you can effectively pay companies to give you numbers. Okay. Or you can do what I advise that you do is you actually just go and mine them yourself. How do I do that? Yep. So you simply jump on Google. So let's say that you want to work with example real estates. Yep. You would jump onto Google and you would type real estates near me or real estates and then your serviceable area. And then you jump on in and go through and get all their numbers. Now, in the real estate space, you've got to be mindful that you want to actually get the number of the person you want to talk to. So it could be the property manager, it could be the sales agent, and you effectively want to call them, yep, as opposed to calling the actual real estate itself. Okay. Let's say it's builders. Yep. You're going to type in builders in the Gold Coast. Yep. You're going to jump onto GMB or you're going to jump to Yellow Pages or whatever and you're going to find all those numbers and you're just going to call them. Really, really simple. That's where we get it. That's how we get it. And don't over, don't overcomplicate this thing. Like I see so many people, they go out, they get a, a data mining company to, to, to give them or mine lots of leads for them. If your goal is to just call 10 a week, yep. do it yourself. Okay. Like mine it yourself because the quality you get will be far greater and the information that you have will be uh, to a higher quality. Yep. You'll be able to go, okay, I'm going to call Steve Smith at Smith Bros Plumbing located on the Gold Coast. I've looked at their website. I can see their branding. I can even see a photo of Steve. And having an image of who you're talking to can help massively. Yep. Yep. I can read some Google reviews about Steve. I can just get a bit of a picture as to what Steve looks like and who he is. You might find something that you can connect over. Exactly. As well. You know, Steve might, Steve might have a photo on his, um, on the business uh, Facebook page that is him supporting the same football team that you like. Mm. And that is a massive way to just connect. Yeah. And people by people. So therefore connection is so important. I feel in that instance too, and you know, the relationship, it always comes back to the relationship Mm -hmm. and you're building a network. So maybe that first call doesn't result in X amount of jobs. Maybe this is just opening a conversation and a year from now you hear from them work related. Yeah. But you are nurturing a relationship in the meantime. Yes. We talked about this, we've actually talked about this before in that while we are trying to achieve certain outcomes, we have milestones in between. Yes. And so while the outcome might be that you get work from someone, a milestone might be that you get, the first milestone might be that you get their name and number. Second milestone might be that you make the call. Yep. Third milestone, milestone might be that you actually book an appointment in or a time to discuss what it is that you offer. Yep, and then third, uh, the fourth is you actually attend the appointment, deliver what you want to deliver, and then finally you get the work. And it's like a sequence. You're kind of like trying to move through the maze and tick each of those off. Mm -hmm. But each of those is an important step. Yep. Like while you might not get the outcome that you want, which is the sale, you might build a relationship and you might establish that what you do doesn't work for them. But because you've built the relationship, they're actually like, hey, actually, I think that what Steve does, he could really use you. Yep. So it's just, it's, there's so many steps to it. Jeez, there's a lot of Steves here. I, Steve is just a number <laughs> I pull out. I know. Paul, <laughs> Paul and Steve. Um, okay, so we established how we're going to get numbers mm-hmm. um, to dial, Yep. cold calling. We also established to do a little bit of research mm-hmm. around these people that you're going to call if you can. Yep. And usually it's better quality if mm-hmm. you spend some yourself. time and do it yourself. So... 
how do you now get over that fear of mm. actually calling them? Because let's face it, you call. You said you called 100 people. We would have called to, more than 100 today. today yep. And you booked 25 out of the 100. Can I tell you the best That's part about it? That's 75 people that probably told you to fuck off. Well, no. So if we talk about numbers and metrics, what actually happened is I would say that 30 of that didn't pick up. Okay. Yep. Uh, I, ha- I, I got, I'm not interested, probably five times out of that. Okay. Um, a lot of the rest went through the phone call and were happy to talk, but they were either not the person that I needed to speak to. Mm-hmm. And then I still got some valuable information from that, whether it be an email, whether it be a person's name. If you get a name from the person you're meant to speak to, don't try and get them to put you through to them then. Yep. yep. This is something that I think is key is that when you get the person's name, say, thanks for that, I'll give Frank a call later on. And yep. then you hang up. Because now you're, in the, you're the one that's taking control of the situation again. Mm-hmm. And the person on the other end, the receptionist, nine times out of ten, will actually be shocked. They're like, <laughs> what? Oh, he, he's actually here. I can put him through. Yeah. In that instance, yeah, sure, okay. But because you've taken the lead and you've directed the conversation, you will actually win a far greater amount. So, no, it wasn't that only 25 of them booked an appointment. And that's a great metric. Mm. It was, you know what, some weren't actually the people that we wanted to speak to. Some weren't actually interested. Some said, no, look, we're really fine with that at the moment. And a lot of them we didn't get through to. Okay. Um, that's still cool. For me, that feels like 75 no's mm-hmm. or, oh, they don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also 100 chances to sort of stumble over your words, um, not getting your point across, having an awkward conversation with a stranger. How, how do you get over that? How do you get someone from never having done a call like that before yep. to just... Yep. I think maybe the first time you're just like, okay, I'm just going to do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? And you do another one and another one and another one. So I want to talk about the first one and then I want to talk what happens if by call 50 you're just deflated and you don't want to keep going. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah, so okay. call one, how do you start? So let's, I'm just going to jump back a step. So I spoke to two clients yesterday about this. Um, and they've just brought on more staff. They've just moved into, you actually had a conversation with one of them as well. Um, and he's just moved into a new warehouse facility. And he effectively now needs to generate an extra $75,000 worth of work to cover those two new staff that he's brought into the business, the two new billables. Um, and so we talked about the cold calling and exactly what you're talking about is what he said. You know, he, was, he had fear around that. And so I think it's really important to actually, and this is in life in general, it's the big question is what is it you're actually fearing? Because, Rejection. Yeah, okay, cool. And that, so that's really important because you need to identify what that is. Because sometimes it might be, oh, well, I, that I don't get any clients. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, because that's a different problem or fear that you're faced with than rejection. Mm. Maybe it's that I stumble my words and I look like an idiot. So yep. therefore it's how others view you and mm-hmm. how you're perceived by and how you're judged and that kind of thing. My reputation. Yep, reputation. So it's kind of like, firstly, we need to establish what the fears are. So as you're someone that's fearful of this, I think you give me some fears and I'll tell them. Yours was uh, fear of rejection. Yep. yep. Okay, so realistically that falls in the not getting the work. Yep. Yep. You're, not, you're not getting the outcome that you want. Yep. So in your head, you have a preconceived idea of what you're going to be rejected for. Mm. Yep. And 
what I said before is we need to establish that there's steps in this. So you tell me where to stop. Ready? So if we're sitting here on the left, that part one is that we get the phone numbers. Part two is we get some details. Part three is we make the call. Part four is we... Stop based on what? So just, I'm going to give you the steps first. Okay. Can you yep. tell me where we want to stop on that? So okay. one, we get the number that we identify who we're going to call. Two, Research. we get the details. Yep. Yep. Three is we actually cool. pick up the phone and call them. Four is we pitch. Five is we book an appointment. Six is we go to the appointment. And seven is we get the job. Okay. So tell me where it is that your fear of rejection comes up. And bear with me. Does your fear of rejection come up when you're sitting behind your computer trying to get a list of who you're going to call? No. Does your fear of rejection come up when you're trying to get the numbers? No. Who doesn't like a good stalk? Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> Does your fear come up when you actually have to dial the number and make the call? I think... Hang a sec. You haven't delivered anything yet. You're just calling the number. I think... And I actually wanted to say it's... The expectation, yep. what happens after I dial the number. Okay, cool. So that's, that, that's really important because that's where <laughs> we have to deal with this fear. Like the number, like the dialing itself obviously yep. is not the scary thing. It's the pickup. It's the, when that what person, if they pick up? Yeah, what if they pick up? <laughs> Beautiful. Because if we work through things, we can start to actually identify where does the fear come from and what can we do to solve that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing is tell me what could happen if they, let's say that they don't pick up. Okay, I'm just going to move to the next number. Cool. Okay, so you've stated that. Yep. So at this point in time, there's no fear. If that, You're almost begging that they don't pick up, right? <laughs> yeah. Because if they don't pick up, the fear doesn't come. Yeah, then I can dial 10 numbers. I'm like, cool, I've done that. Yeah. And yep. nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened. Awesome. <laughs> like, I didn't get work. I but... love that you said that. <laughs> now, let's say that they do pick up and you go, uh, 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 this is Arena. <laughs> great. And then you hang up. <laughs> yeah, let's just say you hang up right at that moment. You go, ah, it's arena. Oh, man. Hang up. Yeah. What has happened to you? I got nervous, froze. Yep. yep. I panicked. Yep. So these are all feelings. Mm. These are all like internal stuff. What happened to you? What is something that's physically <laughs> going to have happened to you or occurred in that moment? I might have. My pulse might have gone up a little bit. Sounds great. Maybe I just... She had a workout. <laughs> maybe I just like flushed. <laughs> but realistically, nothing negative happened to you, right? In that instance. No. So guys, firstly, there's always a way out. Hang up. And if you're sitting there going, oh, but then I'll leave a bad taste in their mouth and they, you know, they'll remember me. Hang up before you say your business name. They won't. No, <laughs> you don't have to. Because a lot of <laughs> testing has been done in this space. And nine times out of ten... They call you back? No. <laughs> nine times out of ten... Within two weeks, they have no idea who you were. Yeah. So they're not going to remember you. It's a funny thing, right? Um, those things, when you walk away from a conversation, you're like, oh, I wish I said X, Y, and Z to a stranger. And you're mulling it over for three months. And if you ever see them again, they just look at you and never actually know that they've seen you before. They have no idea. So to help you but with the stumbling of words, what I say to do is write a script. Mm -hmm. Now... I would prefer you to actually write a script and you follow it first and foremost and actually write the, the actual, hi, don't just bullet point to start with. You can get to a point where you do bullet point, but just if you're someone that really struggles, write something so you can literally just read it. Yeah. Because that way you can concentrate on that and delivering that as opposed to what have I got to say? I've okay. got to remember something. Yep. Yep. 
So I think I could, I could get my head around that because if I know what I'm going to say, um, then the only thing that would stress me out in the situation is what if they say something that doesn't allow me to keep going with the script? Why don't I do a live <laughs> no, cold call no. right now? <laughs> like to someone. Yeah, let's just do a cold call to someone. Go for it. Okay. So let's put this on and look, let's see what the worst thing that can happen here is. Okay. <laughs> and this is the big thing, guys. It's like you never know what's going to come. All right. So give me two secs. Let's quickly find a number. Let's do this process. So let's jump on Google. Right. And let's go with oh plumbers in uh, the central coast. Right. So plumbers. Central Coast. If you're a plumber in the Central Coast and this happens to be you, uh, <laughs> this would be awesome. So plumbers on the Central Coast, right? We jump on to, I'm going to go Google my business. And in this instance, I'm going to look for ones that have not too many uh, reviews on Google. Why? Because if they've got lots, they're probably a bigger company and I'm going to be hit with a gatekeeper in this instance. Okay. Now, this person could not pick up who knows what's coming next, all right? I do want you to all know this is, this is live, this is real, all right? So we're going with uh, Central Coast Plumbing and Gas Fitting, all right? I'm sweating bullets and I'm not making the phone call. Hey, Grant, it's Mitch here from Upscale Business Coaching. How are you going? Mate, that's good. That's good. Um, look, I'm just wondering if you could give me a hand with something. Mate, I just wanted to know what the biggest challenge for you was right now in business. Is it getting more leads? Is it time? Or is it effectively getting staff? Oh, which one is it then? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So retirement's on the cards. Mate, that's good for you then. Mate, you enjoy that retirement then. See ya. Bye. And so look, I just want to prove that we made a call there. Okay, so we had, here we go. I actually heard him on the other side. All right, so we went for 48 seconds and we spoke to him. And so effectively I called someone and they were going through retirement. So what I had for them wasn't applicable. Right, and this is the big thing is like, Am I in any pain? Is there anything that I've lost apart from 48 seconds of my life? No, no, you look fine. I am. And this is the big thing. From that call, I actually gained something. What did you gain? I gained the fact that I don't have a program to offer people once they retire. Mm. And so I can learn from that. What can I build? What solution or service can we offer to solve that problem yep. that they're going with right now? So you have to look at things and go, you know what? There's something I can always gain from everything. Right? And you know what? That wasn't scripted. That wasn't rehearsed. Like, I've got a bit of a script in my head. Mm. But at the end of the day, like, I can't sell them on live TV, <laughs> on live, on a podcast. You know, otherwise that would have got awkward. Hey, good, I'm actually in the middle of a podcast. I called you as a, a bit of a, a dummy demonstration. Send, I'll send you the link later. Yeah, I'll send you the link later. Crazy. Um, yeah, I love that. So it actually made me feel a little bit better. I'm not going to get on the phone and do one. I am Just so saying. tempted to make you do it. No. Um, but in saying that, I can see the process. Mm -hmm. I can say that wasn't actually too too hard. Maybe, you, you know, if you did that research, you would have found out, okay, do they actually fit our demographic? So for our business, obviously, like end of business, mm -hmm. not quite right. But just going through that process, I think having the script 
I want to talk about the next step that you pointed out, the mm-hmm. pitch. Yep. Um, because I think this is where people then say no. The problem is that people are trying to pitch something that people aren't ready to answer yet. And so if we think about, like we do sales training in our courses. Yep. And so what we have is something called buyer's resistance and buyer's acceptance. And this is um, sales psychology. Uh, Peter Lakovich actually talks about this quite a lot. And what he says is nine times out of ten when people are doing any form of sales, they go straight to the buyer's acceptance and they forget that there's a whole other thermostat we have to measure by. Mm-hmm. And so buyer's resistance is people have a resistance to telemarketing. Mm-hmm. People have a resistance to being cold called. People have a resistance to salespeople in general or trades. Yep. And so what we actually have to do is lower their guard. Okay. And we have to remove the resistance. So you'll see on that call, I didn't actually try and sell that person anything. All I did was ask them, hey, I'm just wondering if there's anything, like, can you help me mm. for a second? Yeah, sure. Mm. Hey, cool, mate. So look, I'd love to know which one are you currently struggling with? Or we work with a lot of X um, and we're trying to determine, like, what are the biggest struggles you have at the moment? And by instantly doing that, his biggest struggle was, you know what, right now, I'm about to wrap up and retire and um, you know what, I don't know who's going to take over the business. Mm. And so you can identify a problem that they have and then you can start going in and talking about solutions for that. Yep. As opposed to walking in and being like, hey, do you want to work with me? Because at this point in time, Who are like, you? you haven't even identified a problem that I have. So mm. how do I know that you can solve it? Yep. Okay. So then after that is the appointment. Yes. So in the appointment you want them to do more talking than you do. Yep, you want to learn about them. You want to learn about them. So you're going in there, and yes, you have the answers to, their prob- to, to what they're going to present and all these kind of things, but you're going in there to discover what they need help with in their business. Now, if you know some of those things, you can prompt those questions. So if let's say we're going to work with property managers. Yep. I know they're time poor. I know they're sick and tired of dealing with property manager, uh, sorry, with trades, that don't return keys, that don't do things when they're meant to do them, that don't follow up, that don't communicate, that don't, that all those things. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make sure that the questions that I ask, that I prompt with, actually kind of open up those pain points just that little bit more. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm going to listen to what they need, what would matter to them, what's important, how they would love a tradesman to work with them. Then I'm going to say all the reasons that we are actually perfect fits. Yep. And... Do you think at this point you then, I know the end goal is the sale, mm-hmm. but at this point, is there, I feel like you get to that point and maybe they're just like, awesome, we're going to keep you in mind. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good. That is still a win. Yep. Because once again, you can ask the questions, you know, is what I'm delivering going to be of uh, use to you? Have I solved the problems? Have I helped your pain points? And then, yeah, sure, you're at least in the mix. Yep. And then you can find ways to actually move yourself up that scale. Yep. You know, maybe you work during the Christmas holidays and the current person they use don't. Mm. And now you can do work for them during that period of time and wow them. Yep. It's you're like showing winning. what you can actually achieve. You're all, you, what I want people to start to think about is start changing what you're actually looking for. What is the achievement you're trying to gain here? And just go into a conversation with an open mind about what it is you can offer this person and what can I learn from that. As I said, that call just then. 
did I get a sale? Do we now have a new member in Upscale that is working towards retirement or automation? No, because that's what they were already at and mm. that's beautiful. Yeah. So what I then learned is, as I said, there is another <laughs> step to the process. Yeah. What could we offer them? So one of those things, I think, to get over the resistance of doing it is realising, let's just say, you and your mate, you start a business at the same time and you can see your friend... This, I don't know why, but this feels like, like the compare the pair super fun. <laughs> no. um, I just wanted to say, you see your friend on the phone for eight hours a day just calling people, seeing, do they need my services? How can I help them? And they're getting rejected and they're calling and calling and calling over and over again. While you sit there and you don't do that, if you see your friend's business succeed and grow, I feel like they deserve that because they've done that uncomfortable mm. work. They have done what you didn't want to do. Mm. So if you see them go through that and that's why and that's work for them and they just jumped over that hurdle, I think that they really deserve to be successful. The big thing is also, it's not just that their business has evolved and their business has got to where it is. That person will have evolved as well. Yep. I was speaking to the client yesterday about this and I, I said to him, you know, he said, I, I'm scared. And he was really vulnerable. He said, I have fear and I'm scared around this. And I said, I said, man, what, what would you do if your children were scared of something that, they, that you really thought they didn't need to be that scared of? And he, were like, he was like, man, I'd, I'd push them to do it. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd get them to do it. And I said, so... If that's how you want your children to behave, you need to start modelling that. Like, our children are our greatest reflection. And so, therefore, if, if we're expecting them to show up, if we're expecting them to, to do things when it's tough, then we ourselves have to do the tough things. Mm. You know, and, like, I don't want to say, you know, just do it, but just start with the first action. Yep, and don't stay on that one action for too long. You know, they've done a lot of research comparing people that go and do 100 calls a day for six months compared to people that spend six months perfecting a list, perfecting a script, perfecting the pitch, mm. and then they call one person. You know, and those people that will have called 100 will have a far greater chance of success in life, in business, in everything than that person that doesn't take the final action to do it. Yep. You've got everything to gain and nothing to lose in this. Like you don't have the clients right now. So even if at the end of that phone call you don't have the client, you're still in the same space as you are right now. Nice. But you won't get the client if you don't call. I love this. I, I learned too. a lot. But I just want to make it really clear because we have made this feel yep. like it's all cold outreach phone calls. I was just about to ask if there's anything else when mm. you say cold calls. I know you say cold calling. But I know, I, only, I mean, I talk to you a lot. I know you talk about cold outreach. Yes. And without going into too much detail, but what, what else counts as cold calling yep. for you or cold outreach? Okay. So I feel that there's four different ways that you can at this point in time, um, and there's more, but these are the four highest yielding uh, ways of cold outreach. One. So, and I'm, I'll start with the lowest the one that gets the lowest results, but it also is the one that you can do the most of. Mm -hmm. One, email. Okay. Yep. Two, direct messages, sliding into DMs. Okay. Three, the phone call. Yep. 
for walking. Do you walk into strangers' homes? Well, you, we actually have got a session at 2 p.m. today um, with all of the guys in our platform that do solar where we're teaching them to actually um, create door-knocking teams. So I'm not saying that you walk into a stranger's house. You know, we, we run Vampire Diaries kind of mythology here where you're a vampire and you can't cross that boundary unless they invite you in. Smart. Smart. So don't walk into <laughs> anyone's houses. Um, but you can definitely knock on someone's door. Um, you can also walk into an office and talk to 100%. their gatekeeper. Yes. Or into like different stores where you're just saying, hey, this is what we offer if there's anything that we can do for you. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I'm Steve. I'm here for you. Yep. Now, with those four different things, a uh, couple of quick things about it. Email addresses, I'll kind of give like a couple of little hacks. Mm -hmm. The email addresses, nine times out of ten, uh, actually I wouldn't say, let's call it 50-50. 50% of the time you will only be able to get the gatekeeper's email address. Yep. Or a generic admin or info at. If you can find the business owner's name, put the business owner's name in front of the at business name and you will often hit them. Okay. Right. Brent at. Brent, yeah, Brent at upscalebusinesscoaching.com. Okay. Yep. No, you'll hit Brent. Mm. All right. Brent doesn't exist. I so don't email him, but you get the point. Okay. I so also said Brett. Brett, Brent, whatever. <laughs> um, I feel like Brent is more of like a fancy way of saying Brett. <laughs> okay. That's one tip. Yep. One tip for emails. So Guess what we actually do is we put the the, the business owner's name or the admin or one of them in the BCC mm -hmm. field, blind carbon copy. So that way we are sending it. Okay. Yep. Um, if we're going to DMs, sliding into the DM, uh, do some foreplay. Yep. So let's say we're on Instagram. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're not just going to slide into DMs with straight up, hey, can I book an appointment? You're going to follow that account. You're going to like some of their images over a space of a week or two. You're also going to uh, comment. Yep. Then after a period of time, you might slide in. Okay. Yep. So just say, hey, I've been following you for a while. I saw you had great content, loved seeing X, Y, and Z. Yep. Be Maybe specific. we can help with that. Perfect. Three, phone call. Phone call. We talked about we that talked in length. We talked about that in length. But the strategies in the phone call all apply to the others as yep. well. So think about it, the way in which you slide into a DM, the way in which you go about an email, the way in which you're going to do a walk-in. It's all the same kind of thing. You're just changing the medium of communication. Yep. Now, a walk-in. Walk-ins are one of those things. Um, nine times out of ten, you're going to be hit with a gatekeeper. If it is an industry, and I'm going to use real estate because this is a really easy one to give this example to, if it's an industry where you can jump online and find the photos or find what the person you actually want to speak to looks like, when you walk into that business, you can then get to the gatekeeper and point to the person because you might have stood outside, checked what Stacy, the property manager, looks like, and then you can see Stacy inside. You walk into the real estate, you get to the receptionist, yeah, and she's like, Can I help you? And you're like, Oh, I'm here to see Stacy. Mm -hmm. The receptionist will instantly feel like you know Stacy. And you and have she an doesn't appointment. want to be a barrier, and you've got an appointment. Yep. And so she will be more inclined to let you speak to her. I feel like a common theme is the more you know about the place that you're going to walk into or the person that you're going to call, the higher your chance of having a longer conversation, which allows you to build a relationship. Yes. So a company that I used to own, 
we built out all the sales territory mapping for CleanAway. CleanAway is, uh, I'd, I'd call it the biggest um, resource collection, rubbish collection company in Australia. And so we built out the way in which that, that worked and how they actually, the salespeople went through and, and actually got sales. And when we first got there, it was so clunky, it was literally people walking in and being like, hi, are you interested in a bin? And they'd be like, man, we're a business, we've got bins and, and all that kind of stuff. And so what we did is we flipped the script. Our staff actually would walk to the back of the facility first, look at the bin setups that they had, and then walk back in and say, hey, it's Mitch here from CleanAway, our resource collection. I just wanted to have a chat with you about your, and then we'd say the literage sizes of the bins and the different types of bins that they'd have. And that person would instantly think that, oh, wait, are our bins with you? How did you know so much about our bins? Mm. And I know we're talking about bins, but just by having that much more information, we increased the sales by 75%. It was 72, but whatever, 72%. Because you basically identified a problem mm -hmm. that you have a solution for. Yep. Let's say I'm an electrician. They didn't even know they had the problem. Yep. Let's say I'm an electrician and I walk into a business and I can instantly see they've got security cameras that give footage that is too grainy for current regulations to actually be able to, uh, be able to utilise in courts. Mm. That's something I can talk about. If I mm. see that they've got refrigeration, I can talk that through. If I can see they've got an alarm, I can talk about that. If I can see they've got three-phase power, I can talk about all those things. The more information you have on anything, the better it will be. I like it a lot. Awesome. I uh, feel one, like we learned heaps. One final bonus tip. <gasps> the bonus tip. Utilise the outreach strategy that is best for the client you're going after. So, for example, most builders don't have a head office. And if you just rock up on site, walk in, you're going to be shut down a little bit. Yep. There might be a lot of site regulations. There could be issues or so forth. So in that instance, a phone call or an email is going to work better than a walk-in. Yep. Property managers. Property managers are one of those things that, you know what, sliding into their personal DMs, kind of, kind of a bit creepy, mm. unless they've got a presence. Yep. So in this instance, a walk-in, because you know where their head office is, you know where they're located, their physical presence, that's the best in this regard. Then you can go phone call and then you can go email. Yeah. Yep. So make sure that you're targeting people in the right ways. Love it. Sweet. This was right. a little bit longer than a quick tip. I know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> hope you all got something out of it. Yes. Um, Till next time. Actually, <gasps> I'm going to get Arena to do a cold call with the cold call team this afternoon. She's going to do five. And on our next episode, she is going to tell you how she went. You're going to do it either way, so okay. have fun. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.